So when you sent me, I just want to point out, the first thing that I want to point out is that um, you sent me a list of I things did. that we had spoken about talking yes. about. Yep. Isn't that great? We talk about talking about them, and then we uh, talk about them. Somehow. Yo, I heard you like talking about things, so I like to talk about the things we're going to talk about, and then, yeah, anyway. It, that's such a dead meme, but I'm still here for it. Um, I'm still doing it. I am still doing it, yeah. yeah. So you sent me this list, and yes. then there were like things on it. And one of these things was the most detailed. Usually they're just like a list of, this is the va- the vague subject, the general subjects yes. that we'll be doing. One of these things has, has my God, there's a pair, like, were you going to, were you going to publish this? It's like a novel here. Yeah, well, I'm shopping it around, you know. Mm. I've just seen uh, what bites, you know, see if there's any interest yeah. in it. Um, you know, may- maybe it needs to be longer. Who knows? Uh it just it just sort of spilled down on the page, and it's just that's that's where I'm going with it. So hopefully someone sort of picks it up. Who knows? Could be a yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I honestly like there are six things on this list, and it is it doesn't even fit on the page of my phone. Then again, I do have a smaller phone because I have one of those older phones. But yeah. like really, you're I'm rocking really. that iPhone five still or four. I am rocking this iPhone 5. Yeah. It's a 5S, actually. Thank you very much. It seems to be the one phone, the one iPhone that is still around that feels like it, it'll it still be around in like 15, 20 years time. That that particular subject was simply because I had listened to quite a few things and read quite a few things about it. And then I wanted to discuss not, you know, obviously it's not something that we always talk about, but it was something that as I wrote it down, I started having a lot of thoughts about it and I didn't want to, basically, I just didn't want to forget about <laughs> those things. Hence well, why the notes either. continued on for it. Uh, so that's it. I want to start with you coming to my place while attempting to. Oh, and, no. Okay, uh, so for our, like, two listeners, thanks, yes. Mom and Dad. And um, me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hung out with Nick on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I went to his house, and he sent me his address, and I, I typed it in my phone, and I got there, and I was there, and it was fine, but he lives, I'm not going to say the address, but like he lives uh, in an, a- his address is a number and then A after it. It's a number, yeah. It's it's a number and then, and then the letter A. It's like, it's like. 211B Baker Street or whatever, like yeah. whatever, Ooh, wherever Baker Sherlock Street. lives. Like yes. it's like that, but it's A. Um, Bleaker Street? Now, Bleaker Street? Yeah. Maybe that's it. I always thought I it was Baker. So. It's Maybe Bleaker, it is Baker. Isn't it? Mm, I think Bleaker Street is Bleaker Street is uh, Doctor Strange, which is ironic since Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, who I think Bleaker Street portrays. is Doctor Strange. Well, there is a song Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty with the saxophone. Remember that yeah. one? Uh, no, why would I remember a saxophone solo by Jerry? You don't know Jared that one, Rafferty? Oh, you would, you would know it. No, yeah, you would definitely, surely. Maybe I would know it if yes. I heard it. Where does Sherlock Holmes live? Why am I not writing? I that really, down? I really like the only saxophone solo that I truly know is that like the one that everyone plays, like the really sexy saxophone solo, like. Oh, but like. But yeah, what's better that from? Than that. I don't know. No, I, it could be you, like a porno, but we've already would... discussed pornos in a previous episode. So, <laughs> uh, so I was going to Nick's house, and there is there. So there's 
actually the first house I go to is the same number as his house on the right street. It just doesn't have the A there, but me being me, like when I, okay, here's the thing. Whenever I have seen duplexes, like even I lived in one in America in college rental, um, like usually it's it's not just the number like it's there's an a and then there's a b but the house together is the number so i was kind of thinking you might have like lived like one side is a one side is b and then because there was no a there i'm like just assuming that this is a because it's the first side kind of thing let's also (laughs) stop there you've been to my place before i've been to your place before not for a while but i have been there but in my defense that was at night so everything looks different in the day I, that's a flimsy defense, but right? you, you message, <laughs> you messaged me, uh, that you had <laughs> arrived and you weren't quite yes. sure, uh, where you had, if you were in the right spot or not. And I was like, I just assumed that you were because, you know, because why would you not? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> I opened the door and like, I, I, the door kind of has a, a stained glass window, so you, you can kind of st- sort of pick up movement or, or a figure um, behind there. And I opened the door and you weren't in front of me. So my next thought was, oh, she's parking the car. Like she's like walking towards the house. Like you're almost here. And then okay. I looked out to the street and then to my right. And I saw you <laughs> right <laughs> standing so expectantly in front of the oh, in front of the front door next door and you the face you gave was just priceless i i just you you the 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 face you gave the oh no and then you had already knocked on the door as well <laughs> did you so, see the knock did you fully see the knock or did you see me after the knock i think i saw you i'm i think it must must have been after the after the knock but you but you stayed there because you had knocked, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had okay. knocked and then I, I sort of, I don't know if you made a sound or if it was just the movement of the door opening, but I looked over. I saw yeah. you in a oh, different yeah. yard, in a different yes. house, and I just went, oh my God. <laughs> and I sort of started backing away from the porch. You did. And I got as far as, because I was full on going to like ding dong ditch that house. Yeah. I, I was. I was fully aware that I had the wrong house at that point. I was going to go away because they, they hadn't come right away. You know, usually you'll no. come right away for a, a knock. Um, yeah. I knocked quite softly. I was hoping maybe no one heard it. I backed the hell out of that yard. Uh, and then... That Midwestern nicety came, kicked back in, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the lady opened the door. Like, there right. was a girl, opened the door, <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I have the wrong house. I meant to go to that one. She laughed. I laughed. It was uncomfortable. It was... She closed the door. I fumbled with her gate for, yeah. like, a good 10 seconds there because... The pressure was mounting. gate that doesn't... Oh my god, the gate was like like there's such a tiny little catch on the gate that if you don't get it perfect and it then sounds go over like to your, your nightmare. house. The people who were following me actually go into that house and then <laughs> the icing on the cake is that they didn't even lock the gate behind them. So Yeah. Stay safe, children. Essentially. <laughs> so just if you if you knock on the door of the wrong house the least you can do is close the damn gate yes. is all i'm saying that's the moral of this story <laughs> maybe i'll just go make friends with them instead how do you think like what do you think about that uh oh uh, no bad oh no. Oh. Uh, oh wow okay well wow have fun let's see if they do a podcast with you 
It I probably will. They'll probably do a better podcast with me. They're probably better people as well. You know, more yeah. fun, more interesting. Well, then they won't want to hang out with me, will they? <laughs> so I wasn't actually expecting to watch this documentary because knowing me, I don't. I mean, I, I have watched documentaries in the past, and I have enjoyed them, but generally, if it's an environmental documentary, you're going to need, like, a tissue box. It's not um, going to be so a... It's not going to be fun. It's no. not entertainment value. Yeah, like, I watched Blackfish, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I made it through the whole box of tissues. Like, it was... It, there was a lot. Um, What's the doc called? Uh, Plastic Ocean. Okay. And I don't know when it was made because I, I wasn't expecting to watch it. It was actually at work. We had just done the safety meeting. I'm looking right. it up now just so we know the year and everything. Um, oh, it's it's quite recent, actually. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's not like a one from the 90s that doesn't really mean anything anymore. It was, yeah. I mean, I knew it was pretty recent, but I didn't know if it was from the 2000s right. or the... Um, yeah, so we had just finished the meetings and then... Um, one of my coworkers said, oh, I brought in a documentary for us to watch because it was just World Oceans Day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we are like supposed to be very environmentally friendly. Um, yes. Plastic Ocean, I believe it is. Um, yes. 2016. Okay. And we didn't watch the whole thing. We watched the things that were most um, like he had about three 20 minute segments or 15 minute segments that we watched that were probably most they affected us the most, I say. Right, like, okay. Whereas yeah. I'm sure they had people's stories, but we didn't necessarily watch those. Yes. Um, but what I did gain from it was really, really interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was really in interesting what way? in the way, like, in the way, like, the first ten, maybe five minutes into the film, and I'm like, all right, okay, no, like this is this is pretty interesting and stuff. Ten yeah. minutes in, and like the anxiety is already rising. You're like, oh my god, everything is plastic. Like the oceans. And like fifteen minutes in, you're just like, anxiety is rising and depression yeah. is rising as well. And you're like, everything is going to burn. Um, yeah. So it was literally about the, the plastic in the right. oceans. Yeah. Obviously, literally. Yeah, we're all gonna burn to death. Yeah. Um, that's not true. Only in Australia will we do that. Yeah. Um, Even if things were fine, we'd still burn. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously about plastic in the ocean. Um, yeah. It starts out with this guy who's always wanted to record blue whales. Uh, so he goes out and, like, the first... Because the first five minutes is like, is this even about, like, plastic? And they're talking about these blue whales. I'm like, yeah. are you watching the wrong thing? Um, but then the whole thing starts off by the fact that they find this amazing find. It's like a little baby pygmy blue whale. It's so cool. And then they're floating in the water, like filming it underwater. And there's all this plastic around and they're miles from anywhere. And they're like, wait, how did this get all the way out here? Like there aren't really boats that come out here. Like yeah. this is from the land. How does this come out here? Um, and then there was this, uh, I think the whole thing was put together by, it says, uh, Tanya Streeter, that sounds familiar. I think she's um, a freediver. Okay. Who's very, very cool and obviously loves the ocean and wants to help the ocean. So, yeah, it's just talking about how all these things are even possible and what impact it really does have. So I know, I think you've probably read articles about, oh, there's like a giant plastic garbage like, island like in the middle continent. of the ocean. Yeah, like a continent. Yeah, like plastic. bigger than the size of Texas. And yeah. Like, yes and no, because what happens is, I mean, plastic will break down, but how much is it going to break down? So basically what they've discovered is there's um, there's all these different 
um, like currents going through the ocean. It is essentially, I mean, the ocean's all connected. So yeah. obviously even the, the waterways from the rivers, if that gets out in the ocean, everything's con- connected. Well, and then and it there, gets connected to the a, land as well. Like it's just Yeah, yeah. So there's a big current. So they, they will get stuck in currents and sometimes they'll get pushed down to different places as well. But generally, if they're stuck in the middle of, they call them gyres, like G-Y-R-E, didn't know that was a word, but there we go. It's a gyre. Um, They get stuck in the middle of that. They break down. So what they found when they went to go find this plastic island, um, they were like, oh, there's, there's nothing here. It looks really clean. And then they ended up putting a net through it and straining out these tiny, tiny, it's like a net to basically catch plankton. Yeah. And they ended up straining out tiny, tiny, tiny pieces of plastic. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, right. And uh, just... And, and like, just really <laughs> sort of sad videography of animals being affected as well. And I was at work, so I was like, oh, keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> and they were, like, this this seal that was, like, stuck in a garbage mound. And they obviously uh, they freed it. But yeah. I was just like, oh, God, don't don't cry. Don't yeah. cry for your coworkers. <laughs> and and the, just the amount of um, seabirds that go out, think that it's food, bring it back to their babies, and then their babies die. And they were doing... Um, necropsies on the birds and cutting open the stomachs and it was just stuffed full of plastic it was insane um so i mean i'd like to say that i'm pretty good at not using all that plastic or like you know making sure it goes into the right place but even then you got to think and you're like well the the phrase is reduce reuse recycle so obviously reducing and reusing come before even thinking about recycling so first off you know just reducing your own way so it really got me thinking it was i mean it was really good i'd probably watch the whole thing as well because i feel like we missed a good um probably 40 minutes in there that i would probably be really interested in so it it was uh, it was simultaneously really depressing and then in the end obviously they always want to give you that note of hope but you're like oh my god <laughs> it's so overwhelming we're gonna need um, more than just a note of hope after that entire uh depressed fest totally gonna need more yeah. of that and i think because it's really good because i know um there are a bunch of different things going around there's i've just seen this new reasonably new invention invention called a drain sock and it's like this little mesh thing that you can put over drains and it'll catch all the waste and then the water can flow through like there are things that are happening there's there's even little vacuums that are sucking up small areas of the bay and you know sucking up the plastic sucking up other things um it's hard people are doing things but i think the most important message that they're sending with us was just stop using it in general like just demand better from and obviously it's not like a oh you know like i need to person because I, I know like maybe you can't personally cut out every bit of plastic like you're not gonna go 50 100 miles and go to a whole food store every week like yes yeah, yeah not feasible no but it's more like make the companies more responsible be like oh well what are you gonna do with this bag that you put bananas in because they're already covered in peels (laughs) yeah like we're not we're not ultimately like we're not making the plastic containers and 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 the wrappings and stuff like that like that's not like the the general public aren't doing that so we're only right right using what we uh provided and so we need to just demand better yeah it needs to go further than just us you know it's sort of like we can do as much as we can with what we've got but Mm. It's there's always going to be like a ceiling that we're going to hit because we don't we don't make the stuff we don't make 
those products and that's right. where the wider change has to occur it sounds the way you described it it sounds like when like it sounds like a horror movie you know oh my god it kind of was you like know it was having like the Ugh. going out like you know you know, people like, you know, enjoying themselves and, and, and exploring the, the marine life and, and, and the wonders of the ocean and, you know, filming blue whales. Like, that would be so cool. You know, it's just like, it would be so humbling and, and, and wondrous. And then, what's that bit of plastic? Like, you know, miles and miles from anything, and you see a bit of plastic just, you know, kind of yeah, bobbing in the ocean. And it's like, it what wasn't even is a this? bit. It was. It was a large, like there a was large. a laundry basket out there. There yeah, was, it's like, there was stuff. There were where bottles. Is there the were laundry? these things. Do you want to know something really creepy? Right. They yeah. took. Well, you're gonna know because I'm gonna tell you. Um, yeah. I, I would still suggest because nothing that I can say will do it justice. If you're really looking for something. Well, that's uh, like a, that's how I felt like with um, Blackfish. I had heard. But, I had heard like yeah. it was pretty intense and like it really shined a light on something that was quite horrible but then it didn't you know all that sort of talk about it never actually sort of it's just it pales into comparison actually watching it so i guess this would sort yeah. of be the same thing i mean i'm i'm hoping so but yeah they so they found stuff on the surface and they were like hmm, how far does this go kept exploring the surface went all the way down to the ocean floor found plastic bottles and oh, other man. garbage and you're just like really Really? Yeah, yeah it, it's stunning. It was eye-opening, and it was only in yeah. 2016, so that was only three years ago. So you can only imagine, uh, I mean, how Yeah, is it worse? Like, more... is, is it, like, how much are we doing to stop it, and like, how much do we actually need to do to, to I'm hoping that in the last couple of years, some people have it. sort of taken that, uh, taken that initiative, and I think I've seen that. You know, every now and then you'll see stories of, oh, this kid designed this. Like, a lot of them are water filters so they'll catch they'll catch the large refuse obviously the smaller stuff it's just gonna have to stay there honestly but uh yeah i mean just like even just like recently this year i mean a couple a uh, couple days ago like michael bloomberg uh who's the like a former mayor of new york city he committed 500 million dollars to uh fight climate change you know, just, you know, he's a billionaire. He's, he makes a lot of money. He just went, he's like, screw it. I'm throwing in $500 million and let's see where it goes. Do it. You know, stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> like we may as well. Um, it's it, it's going to have to come from the private sector more than anything else to, to really kind of get it going. Because, you know, it can enforce a lot more change because in a way it's like manipulating. Like, you know, people always talk about how governments can be influenced by certain industries and lobbyists and stuff like that. So maybe if the private sector and people in the private sector sort of take over, essentially, in fighting climate change, then maybe that influences that, that they can kind of get, a, you know, a foot in the door of influencing governments, but in a positive way, you know, and that yeah, that would, that would be, be good. a good start. Although... I do feel that many of the private sector um, is where the, you know, sometimes. Oh yes, that's what. That's yeah, I know. That's what I mean. But I mean, <laughs> so like, it's. it's yeah. I'm just saying, like, there there are advocates out there. Like, probably better for him to spend that five hundred million dollars uh, in delivering clean energy to the U.S. than you know, not doing then that. Not doing and it. He's, he's someone who's been doing that sort of thing before, but and hopefully more people just decide to take it upon themselves to do 
something. People with, you know, cash uh, at hand. Cold uh, hard cash. Actually, cold hard <laughs> cash. And maybe it maybe it 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 it, it um, makes governments sort of move or force them to move in those directions instead. Which, well, whatever means necessary, I guess, in a way to like make this work. I mean, not not violently. Those violent means will <laughs> yes, be great. Violent, <laughs> <laughs> violent Whatever ends. means necessary. You heard him. You heard him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now you have to live I'll with cut this. That. Yeah, this is it. It's all on me now. Mm. The, now you've done The it. collapse of civilization is because I decided that by all means necessary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's so, okay, people. Thanos. <laughs> Actually, this is probably a really good... <laughs> A really good time to mention that I am hoping to do more of an article on this as well. Not like, yes. not necessarily like. We've mentioned oh, it many times. <laughs> I'm, have we met? I mean, I think we've mentioned it once. No, no, not in here. Just you and I. Oh, you and I. Yes. Just um, in general. I will hopefully be writing, and by you know what? No, I'm just gonna say I will be writing. Uh, some yeah, confidence. Probably very sarcastic tips and tricks, but there's still gonna be tips and tricks because I'm trying to go plastic free and uh more eco-friendly in what i consume yeah so i think if i have anything to share hopefully that will be a little bit helpful um although yeah keep in mind we're all going to be at different stages of you know work in this yeah like the the journey is different for everybody and <laughs> yeah yeah and i don't have you know we all have different requirements and some people um you know there, there's been a backlash on like the straw ban because some people who um, are in, oh, is it cerebral palsy? Uh, they might bite down a little too hard, so metal straws aren't good for them. Like uh, bamboo okay, straws right, yeah, will yeah. break. So sometimes it's like, oh, well, if you can just, you know, there there's still workarounds, I think. Um, but maybe that workaround yeah. is everyone gives a little bit in these things, in these cases. Like, if you don't need a plastic straw, obviously, why would you have one? But then, like, if you do, we're yeah. going to have to work around that, and that's okay, too. So I think it's give and take. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there has, there's... It's not one size fits all. Uh, there needs to be a sense of uh, accepting and uh, addressing differences that are required in, in these sorts of situations because we can't exactly expect everyone to be at the same level or that their needs are all exactly the same. So yeah, it's a big, it's big, but because like, you know, there are quite a few people, you know. What? There's here. people? There's a oh few my people God, around. Where? You know? Ew. Just around. Just, just around. around. Just hanging out. That's so weird. Where are they? I don't see them. <laughs> well, it's nighttime. You don't see them at night. Oh. Are yeah. they like the sun? I mean, are people like the sun? Sure. Yes. yes. They definitely are. Yes. Balls of energy. I well, knew it. we are basically stars. We are. You know, we're stardust. Yeah, pretty much. Made of stardust. And other things as well. You know, plastic, whenever probably. someone wants to make you feel better, they're going to be like, you're made of stardust. And you're like, well, yeah. then why can't I burn you up, Karen? <laughs> are you excited to go see The Godfather at the movies? I am, actually. I am this month. Rip Apollonia. <laughs> Already. <laughs> I'll cry. I do love that that's the hill that you're dying on. I will die on that hill yeah. so hard. And I always have. Look, she appeared out of nowhere and then she disappeared she into nowhere. So, of course, I'm I'm interested by the mysteries of life, Nicholas. 
<laughs> I, I'm intrigued by what they don't give me. So I'm going to look very hard at where the story doesn't end properly. Because if I have closure, yeah. that's a whole other thing. It's fine. I've got closure. I, I love you 3000. Yeah, okay, I still have closure. <laughs> but Apollonia? <laughs> no closure. There's, there. There's no closure. There's no that closure. Speaks, but to, <laughs> it speaks to the, uh, to the, the larger canvas of, of the of the tragedy of the Godfather and how Michael is very much a, he descends into the, the life that basically claims his humanity. And that's yeah. part of it. I mean, that's definitely, I feel like that's definitely part of the, if that helps, that does help <laughs> me. But like at the same yeah. time, do you see how it doesn't? <laughs> Yes, very much. So I could feel that it doesn't. Do you quite feel help how it doesn't? Okay, good. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go check it out at the the Asta. So come hang out with us, or don't. Yeah. Like up don't. to you, really. I think it was something that I wanted to say a while back as well. Not like a while back in this podcast, but just. Am I fired? Is that something oh, that's you've right. been wanting to say for a while? We're going in a different direction, unfortunately. Um, ah. Best of luck with. Your future endeavors. It hurts. That hurts when you get that kind of email. Mm, it always... Well, I mean, I I don't think I've gotten that kind of... Have you gotten that kind of email? Yeah. You, you sort of apply for a job and you get knocked back. And oh, it just says... Yeah. It's always... It's always... It's always, unfortunately, that word's in there. Yeah. And you just cannot escape it. Well, they're going to have to... I mean, you have to say, unfortunately, because otherwise they'll know that, that you didn't... That they didn't want you. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I just... It's legally, they have to be polite about it. In the Midwest, at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. It's in their constitution, I'm assuming, Jim Davis. Mm, yeah, what if you moved on from friends like you moved on in business? <laughs> I'm afraid this isn't working out. Um, we're going to have to let you go. This isn't a personal thing. This is it's strictly business. The market atmosphere, the current climate of things, you know, just... Uh, mm, was not ready change. to have a friend of <laughs> climate change. Uh, Sorry, we can't be just, friends because of climate change. I you, full you on are, would, I would do that to someone. <laughs> so we're going to have to make you redundant, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so mm. a couple of days ago, we had game of, game five of, of the NBA finals and Kevin Durant injured his uh, Achilles by the looks of it. We haven't actually got uh, any confirmation yet um, of what it actually is but it looks like it's torn uh, which good. yeah it looks like it's going to be and they're, and they're devastating injuries and he'll be out for probably a year at least um, rehabbing uh, and it's tough to return to you know the peak level that, that one is in um, after sustaining such an injury. And so there is grave fears, you know, just because he's one of maybe the 15, 16 best players ever to play um, NBA. And he had been out previously uh, for about a month because uh, he had a strain or a, or a tear in his calf, which could have been an Achilles uh, injury itself, but... There's a little too short, but I'm sure it was um, reported honestly about that. And he returned and it was, <sighs> the thing was, and I, yeah, I wrote down a lot about it uh, because 
you know, a lot of media commentators, a lot of, uh, you know, people on podcasts, on radio, in on TV shows and in print, you know, all the way up to that point, they had always sort of like had this kind of conspiracies and whispers about what was happening because Durant's sort of going to be a free agent this year and where's he going? And it's all about confirmed he's going to be going to the Knicks. And, you know, there was this thing like whether he wasn't really a, a true warrior um, and he, you know, wasn't quite accepted in the team, but he really was. And it just, it sort of shows how like, you know, and just when it, when it all happened, the, the chaos surrounding it, how, you know, all of a sudden people are sort of reading between the lines, between the lines of what, you know, either the general manager, Bob Meyer saying, um, or, you know, some of his teammates are saying and stuff like that, but they're all just saying like how devastated they are about it. And, I think it just showed like how much, how little we actually know when it comes to, you know, what these players are actually thinking and, and, and how they perceive themselves uh, within their own team. And uh, maybe it's a tall poppy syndrome as well, because the Golden State Warriors have been so dominant over the past five, six years. Uh, they've been to five straight finals, including this one. And... Oh, congratulations to them, by the way. Congratulations <laughs> for doing the things that they were for, doing. Yep, doing good things. Yeah. Um, so I always think there's an agenda. That's what I... There's always People always feel like there's an agenda with everything, with every little snippet of information, with every movement, with every thought, with every post. It always feels like there's an agenda to what the player is doing, to what the organization is doing, to what the coach is doing, to what you know this insider is saying or um, doing and stuff like that. It's like, well, they're saying this, but they're actually saying that. And I feel mm. like sometimes people, uh, like the media, tends to inflate... And I guess NBA Twitter as well, mostly. Uh, they tend to inflate a meaning or, or what someone is saying and think it's more than what it actually is. You know, like, uh, yeah. people are always saying, well, I've heard this and my sources say that. And so maybe at the end of the day, like, he just wanted to play basketball. And yes, he's a complicated and perfect person, just like everybody else. But it's... He wanted to play basketball and it's a frustrating thing sometimes and you know you're you're it's his job and it's their job and they've been doing this together for the last three years with when Durant signed with the Warriors. And I just like I said in that little bit there that it just makes them feel less like humans and more like content generators. You know, whenever they say something. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, and this guy has suffered a devastating injury, which, look, again, in the grand scheme of the entire planet, is not the biggest deal. But it is when it comes to this sort of stuff because. Well, for you him, realize, it's going to be really big. It is. Yeah. Like, because he, he was. He's going to be in free agency that, uh, after, like, this summer. And he was. You know, the entire NBA was waiting to figure out what he was going to do. Was he going to sign with the Knicks? Was he going to stay in, at Golden State? Was he going to go somewhere else? Was what was going to happen? And he's going to make a lot of money in this. And like, he already made, he's already made a lot of money, but like his career is this and who knows how long he's going to be able to play before this injury. Like, you know, you, you have 20 years of playing professional sports, mostly like that's like, if you're really, if you're around for a long time, that's sort of like the window that you have and you can make a lot of money. But after that, like you have to think about what you're going to be doing for the next stage of your life. Whereas so many people, do the one thing for 50 years and then retire. And so 
it's a hugely important thing because it does the ripple effect of him his decision is gigantic and now this is just throwing a spanner in the works and it just highlights like that these players are humans and they they have i guess that they have these human frailties that we just sometimes don't quite comprehend like there's this it's weird because there's this weird juxtaposition that we're kind of closer to them than ever now because they have a social media presence they have instagram they have twitter they're always you know in your face essentially because they're the ones creating content yeah but there's also that sense of like uh, detachment from that still by the media, by fans, by, you know, NBA fans and stuff like that, just because, you know, you, you see them and you think that it's like an everyday thing. So it's almost like, you know them, but you can't, they're still at a level that, you know, most of the population just cannot even dream of. And I think there is a give and take there. And that even in that point, like the players do have to actually accept some responsibility for it, but we shouldn't be seeing them as, you know, just commodities to trade in terms of information, in terms of content, in terms of, you know, feeling like, you know, hating on one player or one team and, and then sort of like following and like standing or like being a fan of another. So, you know, I just, yeah, it, it was, a, it's a really kind of like, you know, deflating kind of time. And it's very, you know, like it just, yeah, brought up a lot of things that I had been thinking about for quite some time now about how the media and fans approach um, sport and players and these huge, huge events um, and how we consider these people less than human in some ways, even though we sort of try to make them feel like they're as close as possible to us actually knowing who they are. And... Yeah, I, that's sort of where I kind of wanted to go with that. Like, it just felt like yeah. petty. It felt like petty when, when people talk about like, oh, KD's not, you know, a real team player or he's sort of like wants to, you know, like, like stupid stuff. Like he, he didn't want to play because he wanted to, you know, A, because he was injured, but like, you know, maybe he could have played, but, you know, he wanted to see them lose, sort of show to everybody that, you know, the Warriors did actually need him and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, that's just stupid. Like, I just, you know, like, I, it all just sounds like people straining to make content. And it's just, it, it, it serves no purpose but to just fuel the flames of, like, you know, disparity and disparaging people and and, and, and Twitter wars and, and arguments and debates and stuff like that that just serve no purpose. And I'd kind of it's weird because like and the Warriors are just it's funny because they're the closest to a family of players um in this current NBA climate that this that the NBA has like it's very mercenary now that the NBA like well it feels like that like it feels like oh who knows where these players going to be like next year and everything like that because they're not taking like these long contracts now and there's a double-edged sword to that because with KD going down like you know do Although he is a very interesting case because he's such like an all-time talent that teams will still give him the max deal and he'll still be making, you know, $170 million over four years or whatnot. So it's not like he's going to be wanting, but it's still tough because like it's emotionally draining for him because he's, he's going to spend a year out of the game, 
Like he, he won't play next season just because of the injury. If it turns out to be an Achilles tear, which is just, you know, devastating. But even if he does, even if it's not as bad, like it's going to hover over him now because he's like not too, he won't, like how is he going to contend with that? How is he going to fo- like be able to sort of refocus and, and just be confident in himself again? Like we, we've seen it over and over again with players battling injuries. It takes a long time mentally more than physically to get back to where they where they usually you know feel like they should be and i just think it's good for the media and fans to take this moment to reconsider how we approach covering players and um sport and uh professional sport and and professional leagues around the world not just in america not just in australia and show that we don't need to be looking at these um looking at these things as assets as things to sort of like work with but also to appreciate sort of what they provide and and that there's a very human element at the center of this and to create stories that aren't even there is i get i, I get it because it's a you know there's 35,000 billion hours in a day now and it needs to be filled with something there's 35,000 so, billion hours in a day Oh, you betcha. Oh, okay. (laughs) You didn't get the memo? I did not Uh, get that memo, but... No, and... Thank God. (laughs) Longer naps. Where... Yeah, exactly. So we should be all sweet in that that regard. But I just... You know, it's it's a product of our time now that we we need our time to be filled. We We need the space, the digital space to be filled with something. And so we essentially create nothing. We we, we create something from nothing now. And... Mm. I don't think in the long run that's a good, healthy thing for everyone involved. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're kind of treating them like they treat uh, other celebrities. Um, So Yeah. Yeah. Because that's interesting because how you're describing it is like, I'm just like, oh, that sounds like Hollywood or, you know, anything like like, like anything. So um, I guess in a way it is how we treat celebrities like they're so close they're almost touchable but oh my god they did this one thing and then they're like i didn't do that one thing and they're like oh but what if you did and and um yeah that I is mean, true I guess yeah there could be drama but i guess i'll i'll break it down well first of all congratulations on his astounding like i think he'll be fine my god the man is raking in millions already so i'm not too yeah. worried about him <laughs> on that front um no. sorry what is his name katie sorry katie kevin um, kevin durant yeah yeah katie you're, you're gonna katie. be fine um yeah I'm sure you'll you'll hopefully heal and do the things, but I feel like when people think about sports specifically, they don't do this as much with celebrities unless they're on long-running TV shows. Um, yeah. But with sports, people like think that they have sort of a, and I mean, yeah, I suppose in a way you're gonna you're gonna support your team, you're gonna work the hardest to win, but ultimately yes. it is a job, and you're allowed to move yeah. companies. Like it's kind of like if I were an accountant. And I worked yeah. for one accountant. And then I decided, you know what? After three years, I'm actually going to go across the street. There's better benefits and they have health care. Like, I'm going to go across yeah. the street. And that just happens. And I think people are really, they really get up in arms about it when they switch sports teams. But it's like, well, maybe they wanted to switch. Maybe they it's closer to where their parents live. Like, there's so many little things that I know you can feel betrayed when someone swaps or when someone goes freelance or whatever he's doing, yeah. if he, you know, when he gets better. But 
but he can do that. Yeah, he could do that. Like it's his contract. Yeah. It is a contract. It just it I just shows like too. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it just shows like how petty like you know people you know fans who think they're fans burn a, a player's shirt or jersey like when they move teams. Like, dude, seriously. Like, that's, oh, do they do that? That's they do it. Dumb. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. over the top. And you're right, but, like, it, it's interesting. Like, it, it is, like, celebrities where, you know, you look at all those gossip magazines and how they'll throw, like, a trillion different rumors, and it's like, none of them are real. And oh, my God. That's those, the titles are hilarious, now. though. You're like, really? yes, yeah. <laughs> you think someone's going to believe this, but okay. They're going for it. I mean, mm. you never know. Well, you but, know, Karen yeah, from it, Next Door bought one, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really picking on Karens today, and I want you to know that I yeah. actually, I know a couple people named Karen, and they're fine. It's so totally it's, fine. Just, okay, it's yeah. just the name. Yeah. Like it's just the name. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it just doesn't feel like a good look. And I don't know. It's. Yeah. No, you're right. It's definitely not a good look and it's sort of obsessive. Um, and it's. Yeah. It's, it's like they want to control. And I might, I know it's fun to see people play. I was pretty gutted when Brett Favre left the Packers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, but you know what? New but he was getting on as well. Yeah, and it was his yeah. choice, and he yeah. offered a contract, and, you know, I didn't always agree with what happened there, but ultimately, it's fine, and he's probably doing fine now, except for maybe, like, I feel like he might have sent a dick pic to someone, so stop doing that, <laughs> Brett. But other than that, like, keep doing your Mary, like, yeah, other than that, yeah. you're great. Yeah, like, it's just, it's it's part of life. Um, not the dick pics, but, yeah, I mean, they the, can be. The but I mean, but yeah. it's just, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about... You know, doing what's best for yourself and, and yeah. you know, there's a sense of player empowerment now um, in the NBA. And again, it's like there's, there's good, there's good and bad things about that as well, because I feel like sometimes the players don't exactly know what they want, but they sort of think that they do. And it comes off as sort of um, uh, like faux introspective. And it's like, that's, that's not introspective at all so not, not how you do things yeah but at the end of the day like i just you know you we can't you know the fans the media the basketball community if we're just talking about the nba like the nba mm. like they don't control like it's it's too obsessive it's you can't control like they're trying to control the narrative they're not trying to control it whilst the players are also trying to control it. and then the nba itself is trying to control narratives and it just it swells into this sort of ugly kind of maelstrom that you know it's it's going to mm, maelstrom, get, nice it's word. going to yeah it's going to be you know ugly i think at some yeah. point where it's just going to get too it's going to become too much it's going to be over the top and you're not going to believe anything that anyone says because you there's just this crazy stuff that's going out there and people are trying to like be smart about things so they're trying to show how intelligent they are and so they'll read into something and it's like that's not like you usually the simplest answer is the correct answer you know stop and over analyzing yes yeah. exactly you know which we, is actually we don't what i that. do in yeah life. yeah same so don't here. be like me like i will read into something i'm like oh god do yes. they hate me and you know what nine times out of ten yes no i'm kidding uh nine <laughs> times out of ten there's nothing going on there so yeah yeah that's the thing like they uh, it's funny, like, this is the thing, like, with sport for me is, like, it's almost like an escape from everything else. I love it. Like, I get really into it and, like, I love stats and everything like that. And, like, I talk about it and, you know, I, I, I follow the scores every single day with so many different sports around the world. But 
I see the simplicity of it. I know there is complexities to a, to many different angles to it, but off more often than not, I think we are fabricating complexities and agendas and what we think they're saying, but what they're not, by what they're not saying, or, or vice versa. So, yeah, we need to take a step back. Hmm, well and said. I would agree. Just again, like it's it's just a wider issue for me when it comes to like this culture of immediacy and yeah. the uh, massive sort of, I guess, the extremities that we have where it's just, it, it's extreme on one side then in, there's no middle ground then it's extreme on the other side. So it would be great if we can kind of reassess things, you know, but at the same time, more people go on Twitter, more people use Twitter, more people use Instagram, more people connect more, uh, so that's going to be tough. That but, should have been like a shameless plug for your Twitter, FYI. Like that could have been oh, yeah. right there. But if you want to follow culture. Nick, please follow Nick dot O'Connell blah, blah, dot blah, blah, blah. Uh, dot basketball. <laughs> Nick O'Connell gets a few followers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm so used to seeing it that I don't really call it out um, when I see it because I'm yeah, just like, oh, point. well, that's just how it happens. Um, yeah. So it's always good to kind of be reminded of, oh, yeah, right. They're humans, too. Even if they're making the money of a fucking robot, they're still humans. <laughs> and we should treat them, we should treat them as such. Exactly. Because that happens. Do like, robots even good. make that much money? Robots? I have no idea. <laughs> Is there a but robot? They could. Like, they, they really could, could if they wanted to. Yeah. If they filled out a yeah. form and they were like, excuse me, I need to make they more robot a money because I want to buy more robot niceties. <laughs> robot. Um, like, what would... But what would the cleaners be like? Robe Robot yachts. yachts. I think they are a vacuum cleaner, so do they necessarily need one? <laughs> like they could just be a vacuum. Maybe, maybe they actually buy accessories for themselves so that they can oh, be yes. different things. Like I want to be a plane. Upgrades. I want to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've I watched um, the honest trailers for Captain Marvel, and oh, did you like it? Of the, the honest trailer or Captain Marvel. I, like I know the, you liked Captain Marvel. I yes, want to know yeah. if you liked um, the Honest Trailer. I, I like the Honest Trailer. I laughed at that one more than I had for a few of their most recent ones. But there was one that there was one thing that sort of stood out for me when he described, they described her powers. Like she has the power of spaceship, and I'm like, oh my god, that is essentially her. Like she's she just a, a spaceship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that. I want to have yeah. powers of spaceship. And does she need to eat? Like we don't know. I don't know. I've never I don't known think she when it comes the to like whole time. Yeah, I don't know when it comes to like superpower people like Captain well, Marvel or Ant Man um, like, and Hulk shared the tacos, so I would say yeah. that they probably need. But to like, eat. does does like does Superman need to eat? Does uh, who else? And he just sure he should others. just like plant himself in the dirt. He's basically photosynthetic. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he probably doesn't need to. Do you need who to else eat? Probably need to not. Eat. I don't know. Um, uh, vision. <laughs> Vision. Considering that he's a <laughs> clearly not, <laughs> I would I would say he's once again, a he's a robot. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> that's that's sure a millionaire robots. Robot. I don't know if he can change. I don't know if he can change himself into a yacht, but he could. Transformers, they can't, but they're not real heroes. Who else? Whoa! You, okay, hang on. No. Let's back this up. You just said that Transformers <laughs> were not real heroes, and I, I, I haven't seen the movies, but I need like to take superheroes. a stand on this. I think they could be. They could be. I think Bumblebee's Maybe. pretty damn close to a hero. 
He is. The movie if was you the Bumblebee think Transformers movie are heroes. You need to email Nick an angry letter about Transformers <laughs> being heroes at Nick is a meanie dot com dot au at google images dot au uh you can also send a carrier pigeon the pigeon will know where to go uh unlike you yeah yeah, unlike me wow okay wow that went there that yeah that that stung a bit you know (laughs) okay do you want to ruin the tonys i'd love to ruin the tonys um and I want you to know that there's several levels to this ruining of the Tonys because not only okay. am I going to tell you what happened, so if you didn't watch the Tonys but you want to watch the Tonys, um, don't look listen away to this. now. Oh wait a minute. But like, I feel like you could still enjoy because there's so many, you know. Unlike I don't know what really happens in the Oscars, but like the Tonys have performances throughout, so the you Oscars can still watch it for the performances. Do but they're trying to, you know cut down on a lot of those before. like the performances are usually like the songs like the original songs uh, and yes. from the like at, the, and at the start there's sort of usually you know like a, a monologue although not this year because they didn't actually have a host but there's like a like you know there's a bit of a monologue in there there's like a in memoriam there's a couple of other things celebrating you know facets of film just randomly thrown in there um, oh right yeah they have exactly little um, like a... sort of clipping and you know they they, they they watch clips or they they've got the hosts i forgot about the hosts actually <laughs> my bad <laughs> those guys remember them i remember uh, them those were the days. but yeah there's usually like numbers from some of the nominees yeah uh, musical numbers um which right. i would probably honestly I, I would watch the tonys for but now that i've read about the tonys i'll still probably watch them to be fair so so how are you going to ruin the Tonys? Um, not so. Not only am I going to spoiler alert the Tonys, but I'm going to ruin uh, some of the nominees. I'm right. going to ruin some of the things. Like you were disappointed with the the Oscars, um, yes. some of the Oscars, and I feel like like I am a little bit disappointed in some of the some of the Tony winners but not necessarily because it's me this is more for so i follow this group on facebook and it's um it's about equity in the theater and sort of diversity in the theater so it's it's called uh women plus in theater and it's basically everyone who's underrepresented in musical theater and theater and plays and things like that and it's encouraging people to write their own stories and um to use you know really inclusive terms and things like that and i saw a lot of backlash about some of the tonys and i decided to read the backlash because sometimes i don't read all of the backlash and sometimes when i feel like maybe it's something that i could myself could work on or maybe it's something that i haven't taken into consideration i read it um yep. so i i did read about the tonys and i can see why things might have turned out this way but it was a really interesting take on it so not necessarily going to ruin like rip it down but maybe just give everyone something to think about when they think about these musicals right Um, so i want to preface this with the fact that i actually haven't listened to um i rarely ever get to a musical right when it's released so it's very unlikely that i've will have seen any of these but um i've seen some of the older ones. So obviously they have the best revival of a musical. Um, okay. Oklahoma one, spoiler alerts. But like I've seen both of those. Um, usually what I'll do ah, is I'll listen to... Yeah, I'll listen to the soundtrack. Okay. So I, I will usually get... That's what I did for Hamilton. That's what I did for most of the things that I can't really, um, you know, go and see. So yeah. unfortunately, 
take this with a grain of salt because I haven't seen these things myself, but I've heard really good reviews or I've heard really interesting reviews. Um, so I guess, well, let's just start off with a bang. Oh, can you hear my cat, by the way? She's, she's letting me know. She's letting me know <laughs> that it's, um, it's, I don't really know what she's letting me know, actually. Um, just that she's existing. She's here for me and she, yeah. she wants me to talk about the Tonys with you. Um, so Hades She has her own opinions. <laughs> Hades Town is something that I have been seeing all over Facebook. All my musical theater friends seem to love it. Um, it is... I'm not gonna... I, I think it's about... It's like a mythical Greek play, but obviously with like a sort of modern feel. Um, I've heard good things. I haven't heard the music yet. But it was the okay. winner of Best Musical, and I think that was pretty well deserved from everything that I've seen from everyone really loving it. And it seems to have um, some diversity in there as well, which is really good because the um, Hades Town director was a woman, and she won. Um, I want to. I want to get the actual title here. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I, I honestly think it's just uh, Best Director of a Musical. I'm gonna say that's it because that is the best director yeah like it should okay. be best right. director like because they have like you know best revival best this best book of a musical best um original score um right and this one is probably way down at the end but yeah best director of musical um and it was a woman but i'm really trying to find the oh wow Hades Town took a bunch of different things oh best direction of a play uh, musical, sorry. Rachel Chavkin, Hadestown. Um, so obviously a woman. Took the right. stage, was really awesome. But apparently I was reading, and this is where it's like, yes, it's awesome that a woman was up there. Apparently there's only 10 female directors on Broadway who have ever gotten an award for Best Direction of a Musical. So that just kind of makes you think like, oh, this is really important, but why aren't there more? And then I think she said in her speech even that she wants, like, this is just the, the starting point. She really wants yeah. to see more people like that, more women more women of color, more women in general, more non-binary people, you know, more genders in general, just more representation, which I think was, was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever the spectrum um, is for it. Yeah, yeah, so it's a whole range of people, which is great. And I think, um, honestly, I I am keen to hear some of Hadestown because that seems seems pretty cool um now the one that i wanted to talk about there's two things that were brought to my attention that obviously you know when you don't watch the tonys you're not gonna know <laughs> but then you go oh well maybe i would go and watch that um and yeah. let me just make sure i get her name right um so ah yes ali stroker so uh oklahoma as i think i mentioned before was the best revival of a musical yeah it's super old yeah like everyone gets the song stuck in their head and they're like oh my god not oklahoma again but you know what yeah. it's a cute little musical it works um right. and there was an actress in a wheelchair and she made history and she won um right best featured actress in a musical and she i think she got to perform actually with um, like with with a bunch, I, th I think she actually performed "I Can't Say No," which is you know a song from the musical. So she must have been yeah yeah. At at, I forget that character's name. Annie, I think is the character's name. Annie. Um, okay. Which yep, is yep. really cool. But I I noticed that people were commenting that the stage had no ramp on it, 
So it must meant that she had to go around. And obviously, they did oh, her performance right. right before they did the announcement for that award. And she did end up winning. Um, so she might have... Was she still on... Was she on the... Like in the was, crowd, like in the audience? No. When the so she went up were to the, She went up for the performance. Yes. And then they... I believe they kept her up there. I don't know if they kept everyone up there but it was it was just something that was brought to my attention now i'm not an architect so i don't know if maybe the stage was too high if there wasn't enough room to put like wheelchair ramps down but it's something that now that we've had this amazing first that maybe we need to start thinking about accessibility um there's been multiple people who've commented on how new york isn't that accessible and i know it's because it's an older city but you'd think we need to keep up with the times um and I mean, even yeah, like, yeah. there was actually this this great video of the quest for the rainbow bagel, and there's this guy with cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. He's super witty, and he's just trying to navigate the subway system to get a rainbow bagel. Like that's all he wants. He just really wants, yeah. and it's so hard for him. And he finally gets it, and he's like, "Yay!" But even when he finally <laughs> gets there, like the very steps up into the shop are steps, not a ramp. And he's like, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god!" <laughs> so um, yeah, it just. It just kind of made me think of that because I know that a lot of, I just feel that a lot of, um, a lot of stages don't really have that and maybe don't think about it. But as we move into this more inclusive environment, we need to make sure that everyone's accommodated for. And honestly, I could say the same thing. Like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things in my job that I would change. Like there's stuff that's not super inclusive, even in Australia, Victoria, things like that. Um, yeah. Even like if you're out hiking, kind of hard to do all these things. But it's probably something that we could we could work on, I guess. Whenever I see uh like some really cool steps, and I'm like, oh yeah, these have been here for a while. But then you kind of wonder, oh, where's the ramp to go on the side of it or something? So it's just oh, something okay. as yeah, as, yeah. as small as that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone is going to go hiking in the forest. I get that. Um, but you know, even having having those things like trail wheelchairs are really cool. Um, and, yeah. and like just, you know, having things as honestly as small as, hey, here's a ramp so you can go up to this cool viewing area. Oh, hey, here's a ramp so you can go get your Tony Award. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that feels that like something it. that probably, yeah, that, that's sort of um, not, not a good look uh, for the Tonys to have that kind of so obviously lacking there and it's not even like a, a a it's not even something that sort of is you know an over the top sort of reaction it's like dudes seriously like a it's ramp like would a pretty have, normal yeah 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 it's like it the least have, you can do <laughs> yeah exactly um and it may, maybe it is because like you know because you don't have people with disabilities um having the same amount of opportunities and so they don't you know feel like they can pursue um theater craft or, or film craft or, or anything in, in, in that kind of way then theaters institutions academies all that sort of stuff they just don't really quite think about it because it's just not part it's something that they would consider because it's, it's rarely something that comes up but it's something that you know, you have to take into account every possibility and that's sort of what, that's the mentality that's required now, I think, is to take into account, you know, that it's not just going to be 
who you'd expect. It's not going to be people who, you know, always populated the, these sort of like fields, I guess. Like there's different people from different backgrounds or different abilities um, that doesn't mean that like we have, you know, it's not pandering or it's not anything like that. It's just making things accessible without having to feel like you need to like, you know, move heaven and earth for it and it's yeah something that's rather having doable to ask for it honestly some of these things are just yeah like, oh well if you're going to invite a diverse range of people just make sure everyone's accommodated but there has been so much honestly so much talk about it that i would be very surprised if they didn't change things around by next year um and just make sure that that's because i mean it's what a very big no, mistake yeah. but it is it is also a mistake and yes. I don't know that it was necessarily done on per like I I don't feel that it would have been no I obviously don't know what was in the designer architect's head when they were designing the theater and setting everything up but like it's I think it's enough that um, hopefully we can get our shit together for for next year and for the coming years as well it's um, yeah it's like, because it I think like she's paving the way for uh, more right. wheelchair users on Broadway which would be awesome because that shouldn't really stop you from doing theater like it, it shouldn't stop you from doing theater it it um no there are some all. things that maybe you'll have to do differently like yeah maybe you'll have to do a different sort of dance number like that's fine but yeah i think now that she's got an award like this it's just gonna hopefully take off um so that was one yeah. thing that everyone was like oh my god why was there no uh wheelchair ramp and i was like yeah fair that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> like if i had been watching that i would like to say that i probably would have pointed that out too and been like so what is what is all this? What is oh, this? I'm seeing this as well, right? This is not just... Yeah, everyone, like, everyone's seeing this, right? This is yeah, just me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the second thing that caused some... Uh, Consternation? Con- yeah, I was thinking. I was looking yeah. for a good word like that. Yeah. Um, so there was... So let's see. It was the best book of a musical which is just like the the script itself. The script and the music basically is like making the best the... book of a musical. Yeah. Oh, cuz oh, okay. Like I said, yeah, it's the, it's the script of the musical cuz you have the music oh, right. and then you okay. have like yeah. the, the whole thing together. Um and then the there's also the best actor in a leading role. Okay. And uh, to be fair to him like I won't pick on him too much. I'll actually pick on the musical itself. <laughs> there. How's that? Um, <laughs> okay. So, have you seen the movie? And I have actually seen this movie, so I can actually talk about this. Have you seen the movie Tootsie? This is going to surprise you, but I have not seen it yet. That I is okay. want to. It needs to be... I Like, I would like to see it. It's something that's... So, you know the constantly. premise of it, though. I do know. I do know the premise, yes. Yes. Um, so, the premise of it is that this struggling male actor is getting no work, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go dress up like a woman and uh, get a job for a woman, which is yep. like, when I first watched it, because I was little, it was kind of like considered a classic, and so people were yes. like, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this, and I was like, okay, yeah, I saw it, cool. Um, and they made, <laughs> like, whatever. But I didn't really think about it again because it was just not on my radar. And then they made yeah. a musical out of it, which I am I only just heard about, like, recently. And I was like, oh, really? They really, like, out of all the things they could <laughs> turn into yeah, a musical, yeah, yeah, they wanted yeah. to turn that into a musical? Okay, like, that's, I mean, because to me, it was, 
like it was kind of cute. It was kind of it was like kind of forgettable for me. Right. Okay, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, okay, whatever. Like, I get it, but there's there's cooler things out there that I would like to see on stage. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a plot that really had me. You know, it wasn't a gripping plot. It wasn't like Game of Thrones yeah. or anything. Okay. Now, okay, if anyone wants to turn Game of Thrones into a musical, <laughs> do it. That would be sick. Um, you would need like five theaters to do that. So many you would need. You, Oh, my God. But uh, anyway, so back back to Tootsie. So yes. I think from what I've been hearing, the musical has been sort of updated, but it's still obviously for so many reasons problematic and i'm gonna break those down for you right now so first of all the idea that a male actor is going to take more goddamn parts away from any other actor is just so (laughs) it's very like it's very 80s isn't it um yes it's just because there's a huge thing now where we're like well you know stop taking our parts like there are some shakespeare companies that have all men employed and while that was initially how they did it historically we're like what the hell and then yeah, you know yeah. they get up in arms when we have all female companies and we're like well you're doing the same thing so there's there's a huge um a huge casting difference in uh well white guys versus like everyone else or even guys versus everyone else there there's still that huge like most of the roles are made for guys um, you know, and and not even women, but like not non-binary people have it even worse. Um, a lot for, for some reason, even even trans men and women are finding it really hard to get roles, which like you would think like, oh, well, you know, you're a trans woman. You can go for any woman role. But for some reason, sometimes casting directors don't see it that way. And they specifically want to yeah. put them in trans roles. And I'm like, well, that doesn't define them, though. So that was a thing. And then also there was um, a big. So, yeah, it was just like the why would you why would we need another story about a guy taking a woman's role kind of thing? Yeah. So I was like, yeah. OK, yeah, I get that. Like, I haven't seen the movie in a while. Honestly, it hadn't occurred to me at the time that it was problematic. I see how it's problematic. I get it. Moving on. And then I saw um, obviously it's Pride Month. Happy Pride, everyone. And there was a lot of people who. Uh, were maybe trans or non-binary or maybe just um, liked dressing androgynously. And they're finding sort of a problem with the concept as well because yeah. there's a lot of jokes made about dressing up as a woman. Um, and and there's sort of, like in other musicals where stuff like this has happened, like there's Kinky Boots where you have Lola and um, she's a drag queen. She has all these amazing like dance numbers and well, from what I've heard, I haven't seen the musical yeah, yeah, yet. But yeah. yeah, great dance numbers and stuff. But um, it's sort of more of a, like, Lola's really proud of who she is. And, yeah, and like, okay. It's, um, it's, it's different because it's sort of like the butt of all the jokes is a guy dressing up as a girl. And, like, it's kind of old humor, I guess. Um, yeah, it's... So I hadn't, obviously... We... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I definitely haven't, um, haven't thought of that in a while. Yeah. But I can see where it's coming from, and I do see that, like, yeah, it is pretty tired humor, and people who do transition, like, he's not, you know, he's he's just a regular guy who's quite happy in his sexuality and gender, and the fact that he, like, even gets the girl at the end and and things like that, and I don't know. Like, yeah. so some people were thinking, hey, if you're going to do it, maybe update it to maybe he likes being, like, maybe he realizes, oh, I actually really like being Dorothy 
maybe I have this extra drag queen in me or maybe I want to transition. So they were saying like there's probably better ways that you can update it. Um, I think a lot of people went because it was a movie first and it was a classic. And I think yeah, um, oh, who was there was like a well-known actor who did it. Dustin Hoffman Michael. was the yes, thank you, yes. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and like I was yeah, gonna ask, so. I was going to ask like what just thinking in terms of like updating it. Like what if you you know sort of the story, however, is updated in this for like in the musical. Like what if you had um, a non-binary uh, person play the role. You know, so playing like, you know, someone who you could, you know, play the role as a man, you know, and then be also, you know, dressing in drag. So it's not so much like that the the character so much changes, but like at least like, you, you know, you've got you've got someone who's actually, uh, you know, who is non-binary in that role. So you, yeah, you're, you're sort of exploring that change just through the production of it at least i mean that's uh, that's obviously like any single role could do that i'm i'm pretty open to roles just being anything like that but i think i think their main their main issue was with the storyline itself and just like okay we get it he's a guy he's wearing a dress it's super funny is that like the whole show or are we gonna get past this or yeah you know and there's um obviously there's a lot of like objectification when dorothy's in there and i think i think in the beginning if i'm remembering correctly in the movie like dustin hoffman doesn't make the quote-unquote prettiest woman so it's more of like his personality that gets on and it's sort of just like a whole big okay first you're dressing up as a woman and that's gonna be all the jokes yeah. but also we're gonna objectify you as a woman but then you're yeah. not gonna stand for that but then you're still like a, a straight man so there was just like a whole bunch of things that i read this article about it it was actually really eye-opening and i was like oh my god this, there are so many things here that I never really realized because yeah, it just it wasn't do, it on does, my radar. It does, um, yeah. <laughs> it does bring up all, like a lot of, uh, I guess it does offer up a lot of questions. Like if, for me, I guess, I, you know, not having seen it really kind of precludes me from like really diving into, diving into the issues there, which is a bit of a, you know, a surprise that I haven't. I know this is actually seen. like yeah. the one. I'm glad I brought it up because now I can be like, "Ha!" It's another thing yeah. I've seen that Hold you haven't over seen. Me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, but I can understand sort of like the how how it can be viewed as problematic. Um, well, I guess the musical more more than the film because I, for me, when it comes to films of a different era with a different mentality, I, I, you know, except like sort of. Um, projecting current standards onto films from 20, 30, 40, a century ago is just not, uh, I think it's redundant and it also, it lessens sort of like how someone views a film because you, you're sort of, uh, you're um, covering, you're, I guess just, you're looking at it in a way that doesn't allow you to actually see what the film is about. And you're letting, I guess, uh, how the world is now cloud the view of it and and sort of being self-righteous about it. But the fact that like, uh, I just mean like just in general when it comes to like people sort of talking about something from like 70 years ago, sort of being like, Oh, it's, um, doesn't really give the, the best representation of women. It's like, yeah, we know that. Like it's a lot of films from back then was was like that. It doesn't 
stop me from enjoying a lot of those films, but like I had that idea to say, okay, this is how it was. I don't agree with this in terms of like how it is now, but I'm still going to appreciate the film. And the thing is like a lot of those things have definitely evolved for the better, but I guess sort of with a musical of based on something from the past. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit... sort of like updating it <laughs> in a way that's sort of like more, I guess, uh, I guess like connected to the times and the current climate and culture of things. And yeah, I, I can sort of see how that kind of, you look at it and go, well, you had yeah. a chance. Or just like <laughs> there was an opportunity else. There. Like my God, or there's so many else. comedies. Yeah. Like there are so many romantic comedies and comedies in general. And I mean, I actually. Well, actually, what if you did it the other way around? Like, hmm? I, I, and it's very lazy to sort of like people sort of use gender swapped as a thing. Like now, when it comes to like you know remaking old films uh, with like the genders swapped around or whatever. But like, what if it was, you know. A woman trying to get a job as a man that would be you know like some uh, i'm sure i was thinking the same thing actually like would it be you know like sounds like there's already been a movie about that (laughs) oh there's been like a million shakespeare plays about that too so but you know yeah so so maybe even something like that where it's like you know a woman's act like she's just trying to get a job she's um which would also make because like in i because i think in like the original like in the film like he's sort of seen as someone who's very uh difficult to work with um and so like it would be even more of like a wink wink sort of thing it's like she's like difficult to work like she's perceived as difficult to work with and then she decides to like change into like you know uh pose as a as a guy and And then suddenly everyone's like wow what a good opinion (laughs) yeah <laughs> oh my god actually That's this should works. happen because that would be a freaking amazing thing to turn the mirror back on it like yeah that would, that would be i mean i would think that was very funny obviously you probably couldn't get like the copyrights and i'm not gonna write a whole musical nicholas but <laughs> damn it i well we'll see you never know <laughs> i think you know sometimes that's that's a good thing and just kind of turning the mirror back you go oh that that is a little bit interesting to think about. Yeah. So I think good yeah. things will happen from this as well. Obviously, we'll be like, well, maybe we should be more careful when choosing things to revive from the past. Like maybe we should choose something that going forward we can work with a little bit more or, you know, like going forward we can. Um, you can make something. Yeah, we can that's include in the same in the spirit of the, of the original, but from a different perspective. Yeah, or even, I mean, just, like, write original musicals, because that would be great, too. Also, yes. I mean, what? I mean, I guess. I don't really... (laughs) I'm not not sure what the the state of original musicals uh, is at the moment, is it? Actually, to be fair, I feel like there are so many original musicals who... Oh, okay. ...whose owners never get onto Broadway, so I think it's more of, like, a... Are we going to get enough money to even rent a place on Broadway? Probably so. Right. I guess leaving this, we're going to say go support your local theater. There are so yes. many like original things happening in so many cities. And if you only look and ask the locals, they will know. Uh, also, yeah. moving forward, um, wheelchair using actors are 
totally capable of doing musicals and movies and things like that. Hire them. Hire people with diverse abilities and different abilities. And also, we need more diverse directors there. There we go. I broke down the Tonys for everyone. You heard it here. I'm putting it Tonys, back together. get onto it. Yeah, here, yeah. Tonys. <laughs> Put Hashtag Tonys. That's how it works, right? What oh, is- and the Frozen 2 trailer. Oh my god! The official one. It's gonna be amazing. I don't even know kinda what to like, say about it. Looks like kind, kind of like I, I only watched. I'm it once. so keen. I enjoyed I'm it. So it looks kind of like Game of Thrones. It just feels there's a bit of a there's a bit of a um a grandeur about. It. There's a bit of a sweep to it, which I got from it. Didn't, I mean, did it feel like there was yeah. any comedy or like, I'm sure there's gonna be music numbers in it, but just I'm thinking, oh, this is like an epic journey now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it feels a lot more dramatic. I know yeah. there will be music. I know there will be likely be comedy because Olaf's in there. Like, that is yes. the comedic. Yeah. But it feels a lot more grown up. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, I find like it interesting this. that they... I'm here for this. Yeah, like the first two trailers, that's what we've got. Like, we had that teaser from a while back that was just like that one scene or whatever. And then we got this one uh, that explores more of like her, like, you know... The, I guess the narrative that's the plot and everything like that. And just, yeah, it, they're leaning more into that side of things instead of leaning, like, I can't, like, I can't remember the trailers for the, the first one, but I'm sure there was like more music involved in it um, and singing. But this one just feels more like, yeah, more grown up. Mm. So. And uh, it's going to be really interesting because we're going to hopefully see where Elsa got her powers, which like I didn't think they would answer. But now that they're teasing me that they're going to answer it, I I am so excited. Like, tell me. <laughs> tell me. Are you thinking MCU Frozen crossover? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm all for that. You yeah. Know She's an X-Men, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got they got the X-Men now, so they're good sick well it is like apparently otherworldly powers so maybe she's just in an alternate universe like like from a space she's just from spaceship powers yeah, from a, a space planet <laughs> spaceship powers oh my god we've come full circle yeah. i would you don't know how much i would be a spaceship just not no, spaceship powers that. but actually just a spaceship <laughs> myself <laughs> you know you'll maybe be both. a spaceship maybe i'd be myself with spaceship powers but also be a spaceship because i can see that being a a fun time. Like a transformer. Yes. Basically. Who are superheroes. Sure. Yes. Or are they just heroes? No, they're pretty super to me. Okay. The movies aren't as super, unfortunately. Wow. But, okay. Wow. Yeah. No, we'll the discuss that at a good. different time. Probably that is... but, but that's going to... That's a few hours of podcasting right there. Wow, that's that's, so that's a, a conversation. That's that. a lot of movies for us to talk about. <laughs> all of them, all of the movies. Okay, I think we're good. We're well, done. I'm not. I mean, no, I'm not you, I mean, you were not good. I still like, have, the... I still have plastic on the brain. Yeah. But you know, objectively, I think the podcast is good. <laughs> this has been so there we go. fine. Um, the this world been... might not be, but. An We're enjoyable hour and a half with you. Doing okay, yeah. Even though the existential dread is now sit- setting in. Yeah, it's. Thank uh, you for listening to us. Attempt to for an hour and a half. Not attempt to make <laughs> make ourselves. sense of the universe. And not, you know, fall into a pit of despair. 
And remember, if you can be yourself, always be yourself, unless you can be a spaceship, in which case, be the spaceship. (laughs) I'm out!